Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code DNVR or DNVR, uh, you can get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's with code DNVR. I don't I don't know if you've heard otherwise, but DNVR is code only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I am Patrick Lyons. <laughs> I'm Susie Hunter, and unlike Patrick, I am not out here making up new letters. So, congratulations! What a what an accomplishment for a Tuesday morning. Twenty-seven letters isn't enough. I think we could all recognize that. And do you I know think... that there used to be twenty-seven letters? Well, there is twenty-seven now. No, ampersand used to be its own letter. Oh, so you used to have twenty-eight, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look at that. How I... about that? Now I mean that. That might be the sequel to the uh, to the Helvetica documentary, perhaps, uh, if we get around to that. But what, we, what we will definitely get around to is a very unfortunate loss to the San Francisco Giants on Monday night. 10-7 loss in 10 innings. Uh, I left the game a little bit early. Susie, what was that like? The Rockies give up five runs in the ninth. And the tenth inning, I didn't see anything in the game notes about you know how many times that has ever happened where they've given up five runs between the ninth and you know the tenth inning. Again, mm-hmm. they're not in every game isn't an extra inning game, but nevertheless, that's kind of a rarity, and I think that probably sucked a lot of air out of Coors Field last night. It did because yeah, the energy was obviously so much better before all of that happened. But once they tied it up, we're just like, what really? We were doing so well, we were cooking. And now the Rockies got a Rocky. Yeah, they were up 5-1 at one point. And the Giants, too, they had lost nine of their last 13. They were just swept at home against the Dodgers. Uh, they played on Sunday night, as we had discussed uh, on our Sunday postgame show. That game ended up uh, having a 20-minute rain delay, was four hours and 11 minutes long, I believe. Uh, second longest game that they had all year. And did you see what time they land? This was in either the Giants' notes or the Rockies' notes. They got in. I did see late. what time they landed, but not from anyone's game notes. The the Giants landed around 1.30. They got in pretty late last night. Last night. Yeah. Sunday and night. Whatever night they got here, they got in late. Technically Monday morning, right? Monday um, morning. But yeah, correct. they didn't get yes. and they didn't get to their hotel until 2 2 15 because as we know, Denver International Airport is technically in western Kansas. So uh, it's, it's very it's far long, away. It's a long drive. I wonder, did they order room service at 2 30 a.m.? They ate at 3 15. Did they go to sleep at 4 a.m.? Either way, didn't really impact them because they ended up uh, getting the win there. And Tyra Mm -hmm. Estrada is the latest player of, I hate this guy. That might need to be a segment of like, oh, we hate this guy now. Because Tyra Estrada is Yeah, Tyra Estrada was just a a Rockies killer last night. Yeah, he he was uh, hot coming into this uh, series uh, this year uh, against the Rockies at Coors Field. He's now hitting 400 uh, with four doubles, a triple, a homer, 10 RBI, and 12 games uh, against the Rockies uh, this season. Actually, I think that combines core, uh, games over at Oracle Park. So he's been the guy. But uh, maybe maybe we'll we'll try to look at some of the positives uh, from the game because I, I think there were some. I don't know. Do <laughs> The positives. Okay, so Tolia, Tolia okay. had good. two triples, and that was huge. That was huge because he's never even had one major league triple before last night. Now he's got a couple, and he got his first stolen base. So no matter what, Michael Tolia was getting a third base last night. That was his mission. It was the 25th time a player had two triples in a game. It was he was the 18th player to do it, and if you 
break down all the different numbers of, okay, who has had two triples in a game, a stolen base, and a walk? It's only he and Larry Walker. Now, I, I, I had asked you last night, and I went back and I reviewed the, the text, and I think there was a word missing. But I texted you last night. I said, do you know who's had two triples in a game? And again, you, you might not have understood what, what I was, was sending in the text. You know, I was I was down on device last night, so I might have missed oh boy, it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, um, broke, I broke my laptop at Coors Field. It was quite an evening. <laughs> um, but had you said, no, I don't, I would have said the person sitting right next to you, Corey Sullivan, because he very famously hit two triples in one inning. So that's uh, that's his uh, one of his many claims to fame. So that was really cool. Uh, first two triple game uh, since Ian Desmond in 2019. Uh, first two triple game by a rookie since Trevor Story, who did it back in 2016. And Tolia, I mean, you know, Ellie Harris Montero, he wasn't getting a lot of playing time at first. In fact, first got called up, then got sent back down. Then he got called up, wasn't playing, and then finally started getting more playing time. But Tolia has been getting a lot of playing time. He's uh, started 17 uh, of the last 18 games. Sunday got a day off. Uh, talked to him last night. Uh, and, you know, obviously he, he, he said, like, the day off was was nice, just kind of sitting back, watching how everything uh, has been done. But, but since he's gotten called up, so uh, actually I want to point this out because I got an article coming out on him just to say, uh, uh, later today. Yes. Uh, he started August in double A. Like, take a step back and think about that yeah. how crazy of a whirlwind <laughs> tour that is. He started August uh, in double A, goes and hits seven home runs in uh, 17 games in triple A, debuts on August 30th, does a whole bunch of other stuff. And now he's actually been one of the best hitters in the lineup. He has uh, 10 extra base hits since he's been called up on August 30th, the most on the team. So he's. He's been pretty critical uh, in the middle of the lineup. And it was nice to see him get that first triple because he was 0 for 16 coming into the game. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it's been nice to see how productive he's been right off the bat, too. Um, you know, I think it bodes well for hmm, maybe will we see anyone else before the end of the season? I did talk to someone yesterday who said, I think we will see Tovar. Uh, a trusty source, but only one source. And so it's just really, you know, doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, so I need multiple sources, but, mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's, it's more of an inkling than anything, but, uh, an inkling. Okay. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, speaking of Montero, he was the only one in the starting lineup to not get a hit for the Rockies. Everyone in the giants lineup did get a hit Chrome with three hits. Blackman had three hits. He had a triple as well. So mm -hmm. that he had, uh, triples in back-to-back -back games. I'm not sure how rare that is. Forgot to, to fire up the old, uh, Patty stats machine. Uh, the Patty Stats machine. That. You didn't crank it up. I, I did not. I did not turn it on for that. And Alan Trejo, two more hits, another RBI. He's hitting uh, 333 since uh, he was called up back on September 1st. So uh, he's been really solid overall. Love having Alan Trejo back up here. Yeah. All right. Now, now, now to the not so good things. Now, uh, the game, well, the game started off really well, five runs mm -hmm. over, uh, the first three innings where it was a uh, five to one score there going into the fourth and a uh, giant starter, Jacob Junis, he had a 1.97 ERA in this first two innings, uh, over his starts, which was 18th best out of 144 starting pitchers, uh, over the first and second inning. So like, he's a guy who he's really quiet in the early going first time through that order. And again, so the Rockies go in. They get those early runs, and then unfortunately, uh, they uh, they end up blowing it. They're now actually fifty four and two when leading after eight innings this year. 
is a game against Kansas City uh, at home that they blew. So that's again, that's how rare that is. You go, you're leading the eighth. Uh, you got a guy like Daniel Barr who's 32 out of 35 for saves. So uh, uh, that's really good all time uh, in Rocky's history. He was not available, and I think that was that was part of the issue there mm-hmm. in uh, in the ninth and tenth inning. But in the ninth, uh, so so Bard wasn't available, Colomay wasn't available, and neither was Lamette. But in the ninth, you hand the ball to Justin Lawrence, and you think. This is the guy that's going to get it done. It's his third time pitching in four days. Uh, he'd been really solid, kind of emerging uh, as one of those players that you know the Rockies are going to be able to count on, I think, going forward and is going to be uh, a staple of the bullpen next year. I don't think we'll see him really shuttled back and forth uh, for the majors and minors that much. Uh, but he unfortunately did struggle there, did give up the two uh, runs in the ninth uh, to allow the Giants to tie it. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely rough to see. And then Good news, bad news. We did get to see um, Gavin Hollowell in the 10th, who, by the way, is 5 million feet tall. And that started well. Four and a half. Didn't. Four and a half million. I, I, not, not, not to cut, not to, you know, split hairs. I, he's only about four and a half million feet tall. Maybe I've, I'm closer to him in height. So that's why. But uh, yeah, it started off great. Did it started off great. You had the runner on second yeah, base. And you, it's a pressure situation. And it was great. Yeah, he struck out the first two batters he ever faced as a major leaguer, and he was looking good. He had a nasty slider. We're like, okay, let's go. Let's do this. We are ready for the Gavin Hollowell era. And then he gives up that three-run homer. And you just, you hate to see it. You feel so, so bad for him because he was doing so well, and you hope that this doesn't shake his confidence or affect it in the future. But he was cooking until he wasn't. Yeah, walked Wade, gave up the homer to Yaz, who he's kind of been a, a, a rocky killer there. Uh, that's been unfortunate. And Buddy said after the game, you know, baptism by fire, right? That's mm-hmm. that's where that's where this uh, thumbnail graphic comes from because, unfortunately, that's what it can be. Uh, he's the eighth Rocky to debut this season and third pitcher and the first reliever in franchise history to get the loss in their major league debut. Yeah. Oh. I know that one hurt too. I was like, poor guy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely poor guy. Talked to him uh, before the game said hi to him and Noah Davis. They're, they're kind of buddies now because they know each other well from, from Hartford. And so they're, uh, they're catching partners. They're kind of side by side, figuring it out and all all those things. But yeah, he's a tall drink of water, long hair too. I don't know if you could see it on, if you Mm -hmm. notice on the field, but he's got like a little, you know, ponytail, little John Gray thing going on where it's like shaped on the sides. But uh, it's it's long in the back. Said he's been growing it for a year, uh, and I and I also learned in a roundabout way that the Rockies have a a policy in the minor leagues. They have like a facial hair and long hair policy in the minors, which I did not know. About. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I messed around a little bit, and I was like, wait a minute. I I started putting two and two together, and I go, hey, wait a minute. Um, is this a thing? And yeah, thought that was interesting. But I, so I did is that why Charlie Blackman that. didn't have that big beard until he became a Rocky? It could be. And I also think a lot of teams could be doing it too. But yes, there you so maybe that's a good thing, right? You don't want to use up all your Samson power early on in the minor leagues. You save the crazy for when you're in the majors and then you get wild. Then you, know. you can get eccentric. Yeah. Coloring your hair. I incidentally, do you know what uh what, what color hair Francisco Lindor has? Because that is a weird color of someone who bleaches their hair and, mm-hmm. and then dives into a pool with algae and is just kind of tinted. It's, it's not, it's not a, a good color really. That, I mean, yeah. It's, it's like an interesting blue green situation. 
It's weird. It's definitely weird. Uh, shout out to the Mets who clinched a, a, a postseason berth. Hey, great for you. Astros uh, uh, clinched a playoff spot. I think they, they clinched the West there. So good for them. And then the Rockies, we know, are officially, officially. Thinking it might have happened Sunday night, but with the loss on Monday, it definitely more officially eliminated them from the postseason. So now you can uh, make a lot more plans in the month of October and not have to worry about missing out on postseason baseball. If you weren't sure up until now, now it's official. Now it's official. Yeah. Now we can officially be okay with the Rockies having that, that golf thing at the park in October. I was just going to say can, that. Yeah. We now they're like, easy now. Yes. Which also is not a great look. We're like, Oh, thank God we can make like a couple, you know, $1.5 million on this event, whatever it might be. When it's like, no, the postseason actually would be, uh, be a lot more. Uh, than that. But what's not a lot is a subscription or a membership to the dnvr.com. It's not go. only 50 cents for your first month. And, and here you get so much that the, I'm not going to read all of the things that you get uh, besides just being part of a, a huge community, because uh, look, we've got other baseball things to talk about, but the biggest things are you get price breaks at the Broncos tailgate. We got another one coming up this Sunday, Sunday night against the 49ers and Jimmy G uh, and you get 15% off your, your tab when you're down at the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax and New York access to our members only discord. So much more 50 cents for your first month at the DNVR Dot com And as Susie has been pointing out for the last couple of days, and in fact, you can get in on this now because if you're watching this now or you're, you're listening to this as a podcast at some point on Tuesday, you can go to the next three games uh, at Coors Field for $3 because of game time. Game time tickets is the hottest ticketing site that makes it super easy to score some great deals on tickets, concerts, shows, uh, your 50-yard line, uh, courtside sitting behind home plate, floor seats, rock pile. Yes, they can get you all the way up there into the rock pile, those exclusive seats, uh, or even the rooftop, believe it or not. Yes, if you've ever wanted to sit on the 50-yard line or the rooftop, because let's face it, those two things are the same, right? Uh, but no, you can you can get a really good deal on that. Uh, and you could get it really close to first pitch or kickoff, puck drop, whatever it is. Uh, if you love DNVR, you're going to love game time. Best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in our description. Join over the 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and scored the best seats to all your favorite events. Hit the link in our description to save. Susie, do we have an update? Our seats now 50 cents to get in to the game tonight. I'm actually, I'm looking at the tickets right now. So tickets are still $1 for the rest of this giant series, but they take a sharp upturn for Friday night, which is a fireworks game. Oh my tickets God. Tickets are starting at $13 for Friday night. Wow. So that's as expensive. <laughs> that's, that's kind of crazy. But yeah, I'm even looking at, you know, Oh, yeah, you got to get the rooftop tickets, or not the rooftop tickets, the rock pile tickets and the bleacher tickets for Friday night, because those are the bleachers. You get to go on the field. I'm doing a great job with my words right now. I love fireworks. The fireworks game is my favorite That's game in the Yeah, but uh, I, I started trying to touch on it, and then I totally whiffed uh, on the pitch there. Tuesday night, DNVR. Oh, Tuesday whole night. Yeah, we got a whole, whole whole group of people coming out to the game tonight. We're gonna be hanging out up at the uh, the rooftop. Maybe not me and Susie so much because we have to work. Um, but there are all the other your favorite personalities from Nuggets, Rapids, Broncos, Bets, you name it. Uh, they're gonna be there, so uh, you can go hang out and uh, and I loved your your no look pass to yourself there on the thirteen dollar tickets. Prices are just astronomical for Friday firework. 
13 bucks. And you're like, Friday night in Denver for $13? Like, you can't do anything for that. Like, you can't even get a salad at Whole Foods and go on a, a simple date like that. But you can watch the game from the comfort of your living room with Evoca TV, the new goat in Colorado sports, the greatest of all. TV, of course. Uh, Evoca TV delivers amped up sports coverage for Colorado fans featuring Altitude Sports, AT&T Sportsnet, NFL Network, and yeah, us. Uh, it's all in crystal clear HD while using less bandwidth. You can enjoy over 60 entertainment channels, including news, movies, more. It's the ultimate game viewing zone. You can even stream your teams from your phone, laptop, or tablet when you're on the go. That's super convenient. You can also add on a discounted Sling TV bundle to get ESPN and more. Look, Evoca is only $25 a month plus a $5 receiver fee right now. And Colorado sports fans, we're also going to get you a $10 off per month for your first three months discount to score this deal. All you got to do is go to evoca.tv slash Colorado 10. Remember that so you save yourself 30 bucks right off the bat. It's evoca, E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash Colorado 10. No contracts, no catches. Evoca is TV made for champions of the remote. Like game me. time, game. T- you're a champion of the remote. I am. Okay. How many? Yeah. Re- how many remotes do you have at your home? Are you? Do you have like three remotes? I got two right Four here. Five? <laughs> got two right, right here within arm's reach. Let's go. go. Two's, two's, really paring it down. There was an age where. 15, 20 years ago, if you didn't have four remotes, I mean, obviously you, you just weren't remoting well, but Evoca TV is, is taking all of that away, which is uh, is very nice, very convenient. Very convenient, yes. Um, what were you saying about game time? I love it. Oh, I thought you, you said the word game time. And then, oh, like, game, t- like, game time is the goat for buying tickets. That's, that's the big one there. Oh, um, got it, got it. Okay, okay. Yeah, check- I'm excited to see our coworkers at Coors Field yeah. tonight. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely gonna be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to it. We'll see if we can get Dinger up there. I don't know. Uh, that's a, we'll have to arrange for it and just say, hey, the three of us are coming. I go three. Who's the third? Boom. The other member of the Rockies beat that we never talk Officially. about. Dinger. Yeah. We should talk about Chad Cool. Um, you know, struggled there a little bit. Uh, four and two thirds innings pitch, gave up four runs. Now he walked one and he struck out six, and he actually ended up saying post game. You know, I feel like I don't do this enough. It's defend myself. I feel I threw a lot of really good pitches. I'll take six strikeouts to one walk every time. I feel like I'm just not getting the results. And batting average on balls in play is going up. Now, he did allow a home run uh, for the 11th straight start, which is actually the third longest streak in franchise history. Uh, it actually ties John Gray uh, from 2018 to 2019. So maybe that's kind of good class to be in. I'm not sure. But uh, his ERA is 5.48 right now. Now his XFIP, which is expected fielding independent pitching, which basically takes out all of the defense. Forget the defense. How did he? How does he do with walking guys, striking out guys? and giving up home runs. Well, he did give up the home run, but he only walked one, and he struck out six, so that's favorable. That is. That so is that's, quite favorable, Patrick. Bless you. Thank you. Um, and so he's he's been a little bit better than that, but the defense hasn't necessarily let him down. And that, he certainly didn't say that. That's me saying that, looking at kind of the bad luck that can be involved with batted uh, – uh, batting average on, on balls in play. That's different with batting average, just of the ones that go into play. So take out all the strikeouts, take out all the walks, just of those balls that are hit. Um, he has one of the lower 
uh, BABIPs. Uh, only Marquez has a lower one. So it's actually been pretty fair. The defense has probably been you know, somewhat helpful behind him. him. Um, he's given up a lot of uh, his home run per nine average uh, is not great, but uh, he does have a lower home run uh, to fly ball percentage uh, than his last three years. Strikeouts are da- down from last year, but so are walks. So in general, you know, I, I don't know how much of it is is really due to to, to unfortunate luck or or just really uh, not a lot of execution, but uh, mm-hmm. just struggling and uh, and 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 troubling to just see that only six players in the National League, Susie, only six players in the National League threw a shutout this year. One of them's Chad Cool. And he just hasn't been right since then. He it's hasn't so been the same. And he seemed he seemed pretty frustrated last night, too, especially, yeah. you know, saying, like, I feel like I'm just, like, you know, not sticking up for myself enough. But I also feel like, you know, I'm throwing these pitches and it's not going the way that it really should be. So he's been – I feel like it's just been some bad luck. Some bad luck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chad Smith came in. Uh, Jake Bird did a good job. Shut down. As you pointed out, Rockies do lead the league in a very interesting category. Not a, not as, nothing with double uniques, although I, I should go and check to see how many double uniques they have. I think the Cubs might top the list with all the guys we ended up seeing on Sunday. But you did point out something that uh, I'm going to go ahead and guess you didn't need to make a spreadsheet for. You didn't consult baseball reference. You didn't consult me on it. You just I did, did it. it on your own. You've 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 got that mindset right now. So please tell the world what the Rockies lead, not just the National League, but all of MLB in. They the Rockies lead all of baseball in Chad's on the mound. Facts. <laughs> Which is very exciting. But yeah, uh Chad Cool came out of the game after four and two thirds, and then Chad Smith took his place. So really just a seamless Chad transition. It was very comforting. But Patrick. How do you know that that's right? Okay, I, I checked just to make sure. And yeah, there's only like three or four other Chads in baseball, and none of them are on the same team. Even if you include, I think he's with Atlanta now, Chadwick Trump. Chadwick hmm. is technically a Chad. He's a Chad, yeah. He doesn't have a Chad t- any Chad teammates. So Rockies still number one. So yes, and what a, what a treat it is. Mile high Chads over here. Uh, I think I think. You know what, Mile High City. You you know the Nuggets have the Mile High across their uh, their jerseys. There, that, that's a popular one. I think for the Rockies, they might have to go Chad City. I would like to see another city connect, and it's Chad City across the Chad coast. City. Uh, <laughs> Chad City. Oh, you mean Denver? Yeah, dude. Chad City. Get with it. Get with it. I love it. I love it. I'm all about it. Uh, first inning was something that I don't believe I've ever seen. I didn't even know you could do this. Uh, Rockies get a double play to end the inning, wipes a run off the board, and the Giants, <laughs> the announcement is made, Giants are challenging the out call at second base and first base. I yeah. didn't necessarily know you could do that, but in talking it out loud, I guess it's still one play, right? So you're, you can challenge two things. It's on the one same double play. play. But it's still two things, and that's where my brain is going. That's so weird, and maybe even weirder than that. Both of them got overturned. I need a spreadsheet for this. How many times has that ever happened? That I, I, been right? I mean, it just, it feels like it's so rare. And I know so many people on Twitter were so confused, like, wait, you can overturn a whole double play. And it was so unfortunate too, because that would have just ended the inning. And that first inning went on forever after that. So it was, it was pretty frustrating and it was pretty crazy to see an overturned entire double play. 
Yeah, that might have been confusing for someone who was there for the first. Imagine if that was like your first game and you go, oh, that was a double play. And you're like, yeah, but two things happened. So how can it be a play? Because it was plays, but it's we call it a double play. But then they overturned two plays in the double play. Look, I'm just explaining how it could be very difficult for someone yeah. who doesn't know baseball as well as you or I, uh, at least as well as we think we do. Um, because you know again, what? It would be I've a- never seen that. It would be a great introduction to baseball because baseball is absolutely insane and it's only for crazy people. So, you know, I think it's very on brand. It, it's very on brand. Uh, not on brand for Fresno uh, Grizzlies, unfortunately, the low A affiliate for the Rockies. They did lose on Sunday 13 to 2. Game two is tonight. First overall pick for the Rockies this year, 10th overall pick in the 2022 MLB draft. Gabriel Hughes is on the hill if they can win tonight. Then game three will be tomorrow, also in Fresno. So we hope they can do that. What's interesting about uh, that game is you had three players with three or more hits, and they only ended up getting two runs. Yankee Al Fernandez, big top prospect. He's going to be uh, more than likely moving into the top 10 of Rockies prospects. He went four for five with a double. Uh, Juan Brito, three for four, great second base prospect. So uh, weren't able to get a ton, but tonight we'll, uh, we'll kind of be keeping an eye on that. So uh, the Grizzlies can stay alive and, and we can have, uh, we can sort of have a championship here in the Rockies organization this season. Sort of. Yes. Let's give some of these guys a taste of a championship. And let's give some of the guys on the Albuquerque isotopes a nod because they had their end of season awards, most of which were voted on by uh, players. One award was uh, a front office award and then one was voted on by the fans. But uh, let's, we're, I mean, I, I was going to say we're going to hand out some awards, but uh, we're, we're going to hand gonna out just... some mentions of the awards that were handed out. <laughs> we're going to yeah. just repeat the awards that were already given. We're not yeah. giving out new ones. But you know what? I do agree with, with all of these. I do, too, actually. I do, too. Uh, yeah, so Pitcher of the Year, right, exactly. Defensive yeah, was... player. What was that? Oh, no, he, he was great. I mean, he uh, ultimately served as their closer. Only had 10 saves, but... That was actually uh, fifth in the league through 61 games uh, this year for Albuquerque, uh, which is actually the most in all of minor league baseball. Uh, and here's the funny thing. If I tell you he had a 5.06 ERA, so his ERA was over five, there's no way you can tell me he was good, right? But I it's mean, the PCL. <laughs> well, they, like, they, again, you know, you know a thing or two about a thing or two. Yeah, the PCL league average is 5.41. So he was only like a little bit better than league average. But again, pitcher of the year on the isotopes. Albuquerque's team ERA, 6.99. There's still more left of the season. They could have a seven ERA this year. So he's two runs better than that. And get this. And you might eat a little pop quiz here, a little pop Sue's. Only three isotopes relievers were better than him. They're all on the Rockies. Oh, okay. Um, so for relievers, um, I'm like, who was relieving down in Albuquerque? Who is with the Rockies now? I think all three of them pitched last night. All of them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had, you had Chad Smith, Jake Bird, and uh, and Justin Lawrence. So, like, again, that lets you know how good. You know, 5.04, I, I know what that is. Yeah, on Earth. But Albuquerque plays on the moon, and mm-hmm. uh, and the rest of the league is just in outer space. So it's just really crazy. So, yeah, Zach Lee uh, did a really nice job. So uh, he, he certainly earned that award. Yeah. Uh, defensive player of the year. 
Jonathan Morales. Yeah, he uh, he was all over the place. Yeah, he caught 41 games. He was at third base uh, and first base a bunch of times. And uh, yeah, this is another one of those awards uh, that were voted on by teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, power hitter of the year, Carlos Perez. Also a little all over the place in terms yeah. of his... What's the word I'm looking for, Patrick? I give up. Take Defensive it over. Abilities. Yeah. <laughs> Defensive prowess guy, but he's also power hitter of the year. Yeah, also catcher, first baseman, uh, played a little bit of left field, uh, hit 28 home runs, was actually third uh, in the PCL, fourth at an extra base hits uh, with 54, uh, and uh, he was really high up in slugging. I want to say he was like 10th in the league. So um, he he was really nice. Perez and Morales were two guys that were uh, just those offseason signings as like filler in Triple A. That you say, hey, if we if we need something, maybe we'll call. I mean, there was even some discussion that maybe Carlos Perez would have gotten the call up where Brian Servin did, um, because mm-hmm. Perez was hitting the ball really well. But ultimately, it was Brian Servin's time, and that was undoubtedly the right call. Again, when those decisions are made, it's not always about you know who's playing better right now. It's a lot of it has to do with the future. When you're a 31 year old kind of roving catcher like Carlos Perez, you know you're going to go around. But uh, those guys are important to have uh, in your organization, uh, undoubtedly. Oh, for sure. And you know who else is important? Our Mr. Hustle, also sometimes known to our show as uh, the Smoothie King, Coco Montez. Coco Montez is Mr. Hustle. And and Mr. Smoothie. I guess we could probably say that. Yeah, he, he was also all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, short, third base. Uh, did really well. He started his year out, out in Hartford. That was a baffling one to me, but, uh, you know, tore the cover off the ball and then, then ended up moving up. And so that was nice. Still ended up, you know, in the top 10 in slugging on base percentage, total bases, uh, extra base hits. Uh, he also had 19 home runs, which was a career high. So, you know, those doubles that he hit last year, and uh, we talked about it in the off season, I think probably even earlier this year with uh, Yard Goats announcer Jeff Dooley, that mm-hmm. all the doubles he hit last year to lead the Eastern League as you get older and, and you get some more of that man strength, they turn into home runs and you absolutely saw that this year from Coco Montez. So uh, he's long been uh, a favorite of mine and, and I'm hoping we get a chance to see him. If not later this year, uh, definitely next year on the big league club because he's uh, he's been a favorite of mine. Yes, for sure. Friend of the show too. Um, uh, also manager Warren Schaefer was also awarded with a the Jennifer Riordan Most Community-Minded Person Award. Yeah, only the second manager uh, to win it. This is something that the community relations director uh, selects for, you know, who's who's giving back to the community. Think of it almost as like the Roberto Clemente Award uh, for the isotopes. Jennifer Reardon uh, unfortunately did pass away in a plane crash in, in 2018 in Albuquerque. So uh, it's nice that they're doing this uh, in honor of her name, a mm-hmm. uh, really solid uh, human being. So, uh, yeah, Schaefer, getting it done. It's good to see uh, a manager sneak in with uh, with what we typically think as player awards. Yeah, no, and Shafe is great too. So I'm happy to see him being recognized. All right. And here's another favorite, another favorite guy. Literally won the MVP and the fan favorite. The fan favorite was obviously voted on by the fans, Winton Bernard. There we go. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. So this is, uh, again, team MVP, of course, is, is voted on by the players. Never before in Isotope's history, had a player won in any category unanimously until this year. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of uh, guy he is. That's the kind of season he has. Uh, we mentioned the other day he hit that 
uh, record-breaking 14th Grand Slam, had a 2020 season, and he's he has a very good chance of uh, being the Pacific Coast League MVP. Uh, he would be the first isotope to do that since Josh Fuentes back in 2018, where he was both the rookie of the year in that league uh, and the MVP. And I think Bernard uh, definitely has a great case. Uh, he's first right now, or at least uh, going into the weekend or on Sunday, uh, batting average, slugging, OPS. Uh, he was second in hits, total bases, extra base hits, third in RBI and on base percentage, uh, fourth in doubles, fifth in runs, seventh in stolen bases. Not bad for a guy who couldn't even scratch the starting lineup on opening day. So he's he's more than deserving of that. Oh, for sure. Yes. So, of course, we wish all the best to him. We miss him up in Colorado, but happy to see that he is still beloved by those fans down in Albuquerque, too. Yeah, back-to-back. He had back-to-back fan favorites awards. Mm -hmm. Definitely love to see that. He's uh, Love it. He makes a lasting impression on uh, anywhere he goes. And look, if you need an impression of your teeth done, the folks at Green Mountain Dental Group are the perfect folks to do that and keep you smiling, give you a big smile like Winton Bernard. We got to see if we can like hook them up. I would love to see one of those cardboard cutouts of just Winton Bernard with, you know, bat on his shoulder in a Rockies (laughs) uniform with his big smile saying Green Mountain Dental Group. Like that would be... Absolutely amazing. Uh, until then, we can get you a $300 discount on a full orthodontics treatment. If you're a new patient, all you got to do is mention DNVR Sports. That's that's all you have to do. Seriously, uh, you can also get a free set of bleach trays, a $350 value, with a new patient cleaning, exam, and x-ray. Again, if you mention DNVR, that's all you do. Uh, if you go to athleticgreens.com slash ROC, first three letters in Rockies, you can start your day off the right way. Each and every day that with that, those small little micro habits that gets your gut health in a positive way. Susie and I both start our day like that. That's why, you know, we we're, we're always doing great before that first cup of coffee, uh, keeping us sharp with those high quality vitamins, whole food source, superfoods, 75 of them in there. And it's, it's just a great way to, to, to get you going, especially if you don't like to eat breakfast. That's the other thing. I don't know that anyone really likes to eat breakfast. You just should have it and, and get yourself there uh, in the positive so you don't get hungry at a certain point and then you can't even think straight. Well, Athletic Greens will actually help you get going in the right direction with that. And they want to help you out by giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, all you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash ROC. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. That is Athletic Greens. Love that stuff. I haven't even had my coffee yet. Just Athletic Greens. And look how much energy I have. That's it. It's fantastic. And uh, look, because Monday night's loss was, was such a disappointment there. Susie, you had the wonderful idea of trying to bring up some spirits, have a little (laughs) bit of fun. And I think that's a wonderful idea. Let's do it. Let's, Let's play some Say What. Patrick, I'm going to give you some out-of-context quotes, and you are going to guess who said it. Are you ready? You know it. All right. Let's get that first one up, you hear. I was hoping that's what we were going to play today. Yes. I was so hoping. I okay. love – okay, here's the first quote. Quote, I love Aaron Judge like a son, but I'll continue to say it. Otani – can take over a baseball game like nobody can. Patrick, who loves Aaron Judge like a son, and who said that? 
That's a weird statement. Uh, we'll take it out of context. Yes. Like, that's the whole point of, of doing anything with quotes. You just take whole it out of context. point of the game. Yes. Uh, that would be uh, that would be Dennis Judge, uh, Aaron Judge's <laughs> father. Um, he said, remember him saying, you know, he loves Aaron Judge like a son, but not exactly like a son, just like one. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to say that could be uh, Joe Madden, perhaps. No, you know what? You were you're actually pretty close. Okay. Not Joe Madden, fired manager of the Angels, interim manager Phil Nevin of the Angels said it. Who incidentally uh, did coach Aaron Judge and does have a couple of kids who play professional baseball. His son Tyler Nevin is his literal son on the Orioles, mm -hmm. but he loves Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani a little bit more than his son Tyler. We can't uh, confirm that. We can't yeah, please, confirm don't isolate that. that quote. But yeah, Phil Nevin don't was the third page coach for the Yankees. So, That's you right. know, they know each other. They've got history. <laughs> Phil Nevin. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. I like that All one. All right. Yeah, here. Let's see the next one. They need sausages for the sausage race. Patrick, who said this weird quote? Um, That makes no sense. Uh, whatsoever. Uh, I I don't know uh, who would have said that. I think the Mets were recently in Milwaukee, so someone like Pete Alonso, perhaps. Yeah, let's go, Pete Alonso. He's a guy that probably, when he's looking at the sausage race, he's thinking about hot dogs. He's thinking about all kinds of meats and tubes and all that other jazz. So yeah, Pete Alonso, let's go with the polar bear. I'm surprised you didn't guess Mark Canna because he's the foodie of the Mets. But no, you know, you were in the right department. Okay. It was actually Keith Hernandez. Ooh, all right. I feel and good about that. they were making fun of Rowdy Telez. Did you see this? No. So Gary Cohen, also on the SNY broadcast, was talking. Rowdy Telez was up at the plate and he was like, oh, yeah, you know. Vogelbach used to be a brewer and then Rowdy Teles took his place because they needed someone to fill that big uniform. So they were like making fun of him. Yeah. And then Keith yeah, Hernandez yeah. mentioned, oh no, they needed to, they needed a Rowdy Teles because they need sausages. Oh, so he's calling him An a unhinged broadcast. <laughs> a human sausage. Wow. Okay. There you go. Yeah. All right. I like that. Yeah. Keith, uh, man, he's, uh, he's a character. He's a character. This is the <laughs> Keith Hernandez Slander Hour, sponsored by Zeus. All right, you here. Let's see the next one. I was kind of blacked out for a second. Patrick, who said that? Who blacked out for a second? Uh, I would make me think of somebody who had like a three homer game and just was phenomenal or turned like a weird unassisted triple play. And, you know, just dove, tagged this guy, did something like that. I don't know if that's happened uh, in any capacity. So I, I have I have no idea. I'm going to say it was Billy Ripken talking about the infamous 1988 Fleer baseball card where on the bottom of his bat knob it said F face. And uh, he was asked about it. And he said, yeah, I know. I blacked out. I just grabbed this bat. And it happened to have a curse on the bottom of it. That's um, out of all field. I know. <laughs> You, I love yeah, your imagination. I just love that you are so inventive. Um, so that was actually Marvin Gonzalez who got hit in the head. Ooh. The catcher was throwing a ball and accidentally just hit him straight in the head point blank. So he kind of blacked out for a second, left the game for the rest of that. He's doing okay. 
but yeah, it was kind of a scary moment for a sec. I did see that. Actually, they were in Milwaukee. I think the Yankees were in Milwaukee. It was, yeah, this was, is. A, I, I guess this is a Milwaukee show. That's it. it okay. Not going to talk about him in the postseason, so we might as well talk about him now. Well, we heard a good story about Christian Yelich yesterday. Were you there for that one? Did our buddy Bruce share with you the Christian Yelich story? No, uh, you, you no. Got the, you got the Andrew McCutcheon story, which I is a Brewer story. story. So there's actually two Brewer stories there. We'll, we'll tell you on the rooftop. Uh, they're they're not PG-13 rated, uh, some of them. But uh, we'll we'll tell you what, what goes on uh, at the hotels where the players end up staying because we've, we've got moles everywhere. We, we do. Apparently we do. Um, uh, that's hilarious. I can't wait to hear the story. Um, do we have one more quote? I think we do. Okay. Let's see it. Oh, we have a couple more quotes, actually. We're not just all numbers. We're human beings. Patrick, who said this? The silhouette looks like Nestor Cortez. And if so, that's we've got way too many Yankees things going on here um i i don't know that's interesting maybe it makes me think of like a teammate for the angels because again there there's there's a lot of discussion right now about al mvp between judge and otani and trying to figure things out and and you just look at numbers and say well he's adding this and wins above replacement but if you just take a step back if you take a step back you could go a couple ways and just say what judge is doing is phenomenal and we just haven't seen over 50 years at least in the american league or if you look what otani does we haven't seen it in 100 years because of babe ruth so mm-hmm. might be an angels teammate uh let's say reed detmers uh no it's not so this is actually other side of the country red sox rich hill said this about okay. kevin plawecki and his departure from the red sox but he went on to say, removing a guy like that from the clubhouse is a big hit for a lot of these guys. So, yeah, the Red Sox are going through it. And Rich Hill wants everyone to know they're not numbers. They're people with yeah. other value aside from I, those numbers. I, he's a wise man. Mr. Mountain is a very wise man. So I would uh, I would listen to him uh, about mm-hmm. that. Definitely a couple of teams interested in uh and Kevin Pilecki, I think the Rockies are, are pretty much filled up as far as catchers go. So I don't think we'll uh, we'll see a claim on uh, on him and, and see him at Coors Field anytime soon. Yeah. All right. Now we got one more. Now I know we have one more. You hear? Let's see it. I kind of got Coors Fielded a little bit. Patrick, who turned Coors Field into a verb and who said this? Wow. Yeah. There were two interesting quotes yesterday. One was off the record by someone talking about uh, an issue some pitchers can have when pitching at Coors Field saying, you know, they can be struck with Rocky Mountain fever. And that is a phrase that will quickly be a part of the Rockies fandom vernacular when a guy just can't pitch at Coors Field. Yeah. Rocky Mountain fever. And then we heard this one in the post game, thanks to you sharing that with me, Susie. Appreciate that. That would mm-hmm. be Mr. Chad Cool. That jumped right out to me. I thought that was hilarious. Correct. <laughs> yes, Chad Cool felt a little coarse fielded. He was. He was. He was absolutely right. I think he was. Yes. You hate to see a guy get coarse fielded. You hate to see a guy with Rocky Mountain fever. You just—they're not good. These are not good descriptors. These are not good verbs. <laughs> I'm not sure that I feel like I've probably heard that used before. I feel like it, 
but maybe I've heard it enough kind of behind the scenes that it doesn't like jump out. But I think yesterday, because we heard the Rocky Mountain Fever and we heard the Coors Field, and I'm like, wow, we got these new terms. We've got we to update uh, the Merriam-Webster Rockies Dictionary because there, we got some some new words uh, to, to throw in there. And and yeah, Chad, I think, was, was Coors Fielded a little bit. Um, and yeah, that uh, that can be rough when some of those base hits uh, fall in there like that. So for sure, for sure. Hopefully that's not the case today. Two lefties on the hill, Carlos Radon and Kyle Freeland. Mr. Yes. Colorado himself, the Colorado kid from Thomas Jefferson High School. Yes, who was honored on the field yesterday before the game for being the Rockies uh, Roberto Clemente Award nominee. So that was nice to see too. That's really cool. Yeah, uh, Jonathan Daza was rocking a, a Clemente t-shirt there with the, mm -hmm. the yellow goat in the 21. Uh, I think he even had a hat. Incidentally, so Hartford, I think, is the first place among, in all of minor league baseball that had retired the number 21. Yes, uh, I remember that. Love that. Love that. Mm -hmm. And then in watching uh, highlights uh, of Ezekiel Tovar the other day, he's he's been playing really well down in AAA, a couple more hits uh, over the weekend. They had uh, on their back wall a 42 and a 21. So I'm wondering if Albuquerque retired it too. I don't, I don't know that it's happened all throughout minor leagues. Cause I feel like that would have been, we, we would be aware of that. So maybe it's just a team mm -hmm. by team basis. Uh, but perhaps Albuquerque has as well. We'll have to, uh, you'll have to reach out to us on Twitter. If you know anything about that at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D Lyons is where I'm at on Twitter. And you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Look, this has been great. It's been wonderful. Uh, but you know what they say about Wednesday's show. It's going to be a Susie day. So looking yes. forward to that one. 10 a.m. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Bright and early 10 a.m. We will be breaking down the game that happens Tuesday night. We'll have some guests. It'll be a good time. Yeah. Love that. And again, if you listen to us as a podcast, you'll get it uh, uh, soon after that go goes out and gets recorded. Or you can watch live. That's probably the better place to go to watch live uh, and see uh, what guests end up turning up at 10 a.m over on the DNVR Sports channel on YouTube. But look, you know what they say about momentum. It's only as good as your next show. So we'll talk to you then.